So, let me pray. We're going to come around the word this morning. And our series for July is For Such a Time. And today I'm going to be talking about For Such a Time as This. Father, as we gather around your word, Lord, we thank you that your word is living and effective. We thank you that your word speaks to our hearts and to our lives. Father, I pray that, Lord, that which you've sown into me, Lord, would be shared and imparted to others. Father, I pray it all in your mighty name, that we might hear from you. Amen. Amen. I want to start with a scripture that you know that I love, and um, I've, I've used it many times. But I want you to bring two scriptures together. I want you to bring the scripture of Ecclesiastes that talks about there's a time and a season, and this one, John 10.10, 10, that says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they might have it more abundantly. So the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. These are the strategies. And so when we see things being stolen from our lives, when we th see things being destroyed in our lives, things that are precious, valuable, things that we care about, let's just, just be aware of his strategy. So if you find your peace has been stolen this week, just sit up and take notice. There's a strategy. My peace was stolen a couple of weeks ago through a circumstance and a situation where somebody had completely misunderstood an email that I'd sent. Or I thought they had. Until I got onto a, a, a Teams call with them when we were talking, and I realised that we weren't talking about the same thing. I was talking about this email. They were talking about that email. We were not talking about the same thing. And as soon as we realised that, there wasn't a problem anymore. The problem just disappeared like that. And so, but, but here's the thing, the enemy just got us on different tracks, and because we're selfish, because we kind of think, well, I'm right and he's wrong, or she's wrong, or whatever it was, we go, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say sorry. We do that, don't we? Pride rises up a little bit. Um, but here's the thing, as soon as we got on the call and we just had less than a minute's conversation, we went, oh, we're not on the same page, are we? We're not talking about the same thing. As soon as we got on the same page, we both said, oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. And it was all back to normal. But I tell you what, we were on different tracks. And if we'd have carried on on those different tracks, it could have got pretty nasty. You know, uh, so I, I just when you see things getting stolen from your life, just be aware. It's probably a strategy of the enemy. And what's causing that? What was the trigger that caused that? Because if we don't pay attention to these things, they'll build up and build up and build up. And suddenly, those little things have become mountains again. And they were only little things. So bear this in mind. Bear this in mind as we look at this. And then my second scripture um, is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, 
and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Okay, so firstly, there's a time for everything. There's a, you know, what's the time? It's 11.43. Okay, most of us wear watches. I don't know whether you ever worked with someone who doesn't wear a watch. And you ask them what the time is, and they go, oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, you can turn to your phone if you've got a phone. But, but there are some people who, who don't live by their watches. There are other people who are minute watchers. And if you go to the meeting with them, at one minute to the end of the meeting, they're going, okay, we need to wrap up now, because I've got another meeting. Certainly with Teams and Zoom and those kind of things now, people say, oh, I've got to wrap up now, because they're on to the next meeting. And so time has become our master, if we're not careful. Mm. And suddenly we're looking at our watches, and we're doing it, we do it in church. And, and, we, and we do it everywhere. We suddenly get into a queue in the traffic and we look at our watch and think, have I, am I going to be late? I don't know what you're like, whether your clock in your car is set at the, same, is the, the real time or is it set ahead. My clock in my car is three minutes ahead of normal time. It's just something I do. It just gives me a little breather. So it means that I should arrive three minutes early. And then if, if there's a little glitch on the way, then I've got a little bit of space. But you know, time has become our master. And there are times, and maybe your prayer time with God, oh, I've got seven minutes. Okay, God, we better get this over. I've got seven minutes to pray right now. God's probably just looking and going, hmm. okay, Dave. So there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything. And I want to explore these. I want to explore these a little bit carefully now, because for me, these, t- these time things in Ecclesiastes come in pairs. Okay, so I want you to imagine them as bookends. They're bookends to a dimension. So we talk a time to be born and a time to die. If you were watching the pictures at the beginning, you would have seen the picture um, of a new baby that's just been born, just over a week old. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you watch the picture again, but born to uh, a, young, uh, a couple who we know really well, John and Sophie, and John has lived with us for many years. So he's been round to visit, the baby's been round to visit a number of times. So you know, birth is very fresh to us at the moment. I've smelt a baby a number of days this week. So there's time to be born. And then there are people who've passed. And some, 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 some dear men, men and women of God have passed away this week. And so you know, there's a spectrum, there's a bookend. The beginning of our life on earth, we're born. And there's something I can say to each one of us that, you know, at some point we will physically die on this earth. And it's something that's going to come to all of us. So, if they're bookends, what is Ecclesiastes trying to remind us about? Let's think about this and explore this in some different ways. So, okay, time to be born and time to die. Well, that means it's a time to live. Between being born and dying is when we live here on earth. So Ecclesiastes is talking about there's a time to live. Let's not focus on the birth. Let's not focus on the death. Let's focus on living. And I'm really speaking into the moment right now when I say things like, um, you know, I don't know whether you're someone who reads a newspaper or whether you read it online, but whether you keep on turning to the death statistics to see how many people died yesterday. Suddenly it's become a measure of our day and how we live and how we feel. Oh, the rate's going up. Well, yes, the rate's going up, but God is still God. And we need to choose to live in these times, not choose to focus on death. 
There is a time for grieving. And I agree that when, when someone passes, there is a moment of time. And again, giving you the story of how it used to be when I was in Papua New Guinea. In Papua New Guinea, um, how can I explain this? Okay, one of the villages I went into only had one tap. They built a, a dam up in the mountains and they got a pipe that came down to this one tap in the village. There was no water in any of the houses. Everybody came to the tap and they filled up their buckets and their containers. And around the tap, they built this, this uh, bamboo um, wall so that you could actually tie it up and, and there was a shower over the top of the tap so you could actually have a shower as well. And it was, it was concrete so that it all run, ran into a drain. And so I went to visit this village on, on a medical mission and came to have a shower because it was hot and sticky. So I went down to the tap and brought the bamboo curtain around and was having a shower. And then I realized there were some little faces looking underneath the bamboo curtain. <laughs> and I went, ooh! Um, but then I chatted to them later because they, they were just interested. And I said, OK, I hope you don't mind me asking, why did you want to look? And said, so, well, we wanted to see whether you were white all over. Because in their, particularly in this particular village, their culture for grieving was that um, when a widow, her, her husband had died, or when a, when a, uh, when a wife had died, um, they would paint themselves with white mud. They would, they would smear white mud all over, their, all over their bodies. And when the mud had fallen off was when their time of grieving was over. And this mud made them look white, so they were wondering whether I was grieving and, and something had happened in my life. So they were looking underneath the, uh, the bamboo curtain to see uh, whether I was white all over. So let's not focus on death. Now, there is a time for grieving, but there's also a time for celebration for mourning. We'll come to that in a moment. So Ecclesiastes reminds us there is a place to live. It's the second one. I'll press the button too quickly. So there's a time to plant and there's a time to pluck. Well, that, that means there's a time, a time to grow. You know, if we plant the seed, and all the, all the men in the church got some seeds as part of Father's Day a few weeks ago, how, I hope those seeds are growing well. I hope you've planted them. I hope you're watering and looking after them. If you haven't watered them, then whoops, they're probably not growing. If you haven't planted them, they're definitely not growing. So there is a season for growth. There is a time for growth. And remember, I said there's a time to live. There's also a time to grow. And that's our whole lives. We all grow in some way or other. We grow in wisdom. We grow taller when we're younger. We grow fatter when we get a bit older if we're not careful. But there's a time for growing. But growth is a choice. You know, if, if we don't feed ourselves well, we will not grow. And so let me ask you the question in the bookends of growth, what's your personal development plan? I'm not talking about something that you've got at work. What's the one thing that you're working on right now? Is it your health? Is it your, is it your mental health? Um, is it getting out and getting some fresh air every day? What is your place for growth right now? The third one of these, time to kill and to heal. Well, what's, the, what's that bookend? Well, that bookend is to choose health. You know, that, uh, for anybody who's had a serious illness, um, I, I've had cancer in my knee. One of the things the doctor had to do was to kill some of the horrible cells so that the healthy cells could thrive. God could do that in his, his own way as well. Um, but you will find that to be healthy, um, 
there are often things that need to die. If, if you've ever scratched yourself, you get that scab. And that scab is to protect you as you're healing. And the new skin is growing behind. And eventually that scab will fall off. Because it's dead. It's no, no longer useful. It's protecting that. So let me encourage you. Choose health. The third area, to build up. And uh, to break down and to build up. Well, this is a time to construct. To thinking about, thinking about putting things in place. One of the things that Paul would tell you, who's here this morning... He would tell you that if you're building, you have to put scaffolding up. Now, if you're going to build high, you can't just keep on building bricks. Eventually, you won't be able to reach the top of the wall to put the next bricks on. And you can find in wonderful parts of the world where they'll build this scaffolding, not with steel poles, but with bamboo. And it looks very unsafe and very dangerous, but they've been doing it for years and years and years. But if we're going to grow, then we often need support. <laughs> If we're going to grow, the previous one, if we're going to be healthy, we often need support. If you're, if you're getting back from a place where you weren't well, you might need to walk with a stick for a while as your muscles gain strength again. If you want to grow in a new area, then often you need support. You maybe need a coach or someone to help you to say, you know, maybe it might be a health coach, maybe it might, might be a, a healthy thinking coach. But these are times, a time to live, a time to grow, a time to construct goes on to say to weep and to laugh well what would this be it's a time to reflect it's when we reflect on things that we laugh about things there are many times when I've been sitting with people who've lost someone and we've been sitting there and then suddenly somebody's laughed and there's been this kind of awkward moment where somebody goes oh sorry I shouldn't have laughed should I and absolutely we should have laughed it was a moment it was a moment. So when we reflect upon our moments, there are times when we will weep, but there are times when we will laugh as well. But you know, sometimes it's, we are so busy, we're so, so busy going and doing, that we don't have time to reflect. And God wants us to reflect, because he wants us to learn and to grow. There's also a time to mourn and a time to dance. Oh, I think I typed the wrong word in there. That's, that's a bit of my editing problems there. Um, time to mourn and dance. There's a time to move. Please ignore the word on the screen. There's a time to move. You know, dan- dancing is often a time when we shake off the, the, the dust. And, and, and there's, there's a moment when um, people talk about having a wake, remembering someone, and coming to a moment where they, they want to celebrate the life. I've had the privilege over many years of taking many people's funerals. And sometimes I'll get a phone call and it will go something like this. There'll be a phone call and somebody will ring me and say, Dave, uh, you might remember my mum. She used to come to your church or used to come to your senior citizens meeting. Um, She's passed now. Would you be willing to do a funeral? And the people I'm speaking to on the end of the phone, I've never spoken to before. I don't know them. I knew their mum or their grandma. And I'll say to them, I'm really happy to do it, but you need to know that there's three things from my point of view whenever I do this thing. Number one, that I want to celebrate a life and we want to remember all the good things. Number two, I want to say farewell and, 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 and grieve and mourn. But number three, I want to bring a message of hope. And if I can't do all three, I can't do the funeral. Because there is a message of hope. And there is a message of hope that God went, sent his son Jesus to pay the price that we need not have a fear of sin or death and the impact of that. And there is eternity with him. So there's a time to move from mourning to dancing. 
There's a time to cast and to gather. Well, there's a time to count. There's a time to count and think about that counting and think about what things matter and what things don't. Think about whether we have enough. The Bible talks in many places about who builds without having already counted the cost. It goes on to say there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to love. And sometimes that love means... If you've ever had someone who's um, maybe fallen and bruised themselves, maybe broken a rib, you don't give them a great big bear hug hug. And right now we're doing all these virtual hugs, aren't we? We're doing the virtual hugs and the elbows and all those things. We're trying to show people we love them, but trying still to be safe as well. There's also a time to gain and a time to lose. And what does that speak of? That speaks of multiplication. I believe God is a God of multiplication. And when we read uh, various stories in the Bible, the story of Noah and his ark, go forth and multiply. In the end of um, uh, Matthew 28, it's when Jesus said, go ye into all the world, he's talking about multiplication. You know, one of my beliefs about what, who a disciple is, is a disciple is someone who is able to disciple others, bring others into the kingdom. And what's that saying? You can give a man a fish and you can feed him for a day. You can teach a man to fish and you can feed him for a lifetime. As disciples, if we, can, if, if we as church can help you to share your faith with others, then the kingdom grows, not by ones, but by twos and fours and eights and sixteens. Because God's a God of multiplication. When we read in the parable of the sower, the seed that fell in good soil produces 30, 60, 100 fold. Our God is a God of multiplication. There's a time to keep and to throw away. There's a time to prioritise. Anybody done a cleansing over this last house cleansing, room cleansing, paperwork cleansing, where you've got a pile of stuff and you think, I don't need all of this, what do I need? We go through that and we decide what we're going to keep and what we're going to throw away. It's a time of prioritisation. And you can do this at so many different levels. Your email inbox, let me give you one that you probably all need to do, including me. How many emails do you get that you really don't need to get anymore? It's a very simple thing just to go, please remove me from your mailing list. Hey, oh, there's a free piece of coaching guidance there on prioritisation. There's a time to tear and a time to sow. There's a time for repair. You know, there are T-shirts that when they get ripped and torn, you think, I'm throwing that away. But there'll be other T-shirts and shirts where you think, I'm going to repair that because that's special. Maybe it has a meaning. Maybe, it has a, maybe it's a beautiful shirt. And so you repair it. And so there's a time to repair. These are the bookends that I'm talking about. There's a time to keep silence. There's a time to speak. We need to think about what we say and what we don't say as well. Silence speaks. Even in these, these current times, silence speaks. And so there's a time to speak and there's a time to keep silent. But we need to think about it. what are we going to say. Final two, there's a time for love and a time for hate. What does that cause us to think about? There's a time for renewal. And there's a time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for rebuilding. Often war means certain things have died. And certain things have been brought to an end so that new things can be born. A 
time for rebuilding. So I've given you a whole set of things to think about there this morning. The bookends of Ecclesiastes. A time. It, there is a time. There is a season. And my, my, my closing scripture really is to go on into Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 12. And it says this. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be glad and to get and do good as long as they live. Nothing better. This follows the chapter on a time for everything. So let me pray. Father, thank you that you speak to us. And Father, I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to use our time wise, our time to your glory. I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to choose and tune in to your priorities. Father, we need to know what's on your heart. And so, Father, help us to be speakers to one to another. Help us to encourage one another. Help us to share one another. Help us to share your wisdom and your truth with one another as well. That we might show your glory into the world. That we might, as I read from the beginning of the service this morning, arise, shine, for your light has come. Let us arise as we go. Amen.